Boom blast. And we are live. Barely. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call, 416 416- 917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is really good? I know y'all are fired up. I know y'all are feeling hype. And I don't blame y'all. That was absolutely insane. I can't lie. I sat there and just stared at my TV for a bit, being like, wait, is this real life? Is this some like cruel joke? What just happened? I don't even know. That is insane. That is one of the craziest things. Right when you think that you've seen crazy enough in the bubble, outside the bubble, 2020, I I don't even know what to say. OG Ananobi wins it for the Toronto Raptors at the buzzer. No, it wasn't the four bounce. It wasn't the four bounce. But it was just as crazy in terms of probability just because who the hell saw that coming? Wrap it up, fans. Thank you guys for tuning in as you normally do live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. Really appreciate you guys. I know there's a bit of a delay, right? There's a bit of a delay with the pod getting it up after the game. And you know what's pretty funny? It's kind of similar to the Raptors' struggles in the sense that it took a while for the Raps to get going today. But then it's a little piece that you find out that matters the most, and that's what ends up making or breaking your night. This little piece here, I'm going to show the people here on Instagram. I'm holding this up so I can show the people that are on the the YouTube and the live stream. That's a piece. That's what stopped us from being up live immediately after the game. Took a little while to figure that out, but once you figure it out, it's all good. And once the Raptors figured it out, (laughs) it was all good. OG Ananobi at the buzzer. And the most gangster part of it was my guy hits the shot and just struts like a bad boy. Like that was the most gangster shit of the whole the whole part of the shot. OG hits the bucket, turns, and just struts off like it's nothing. Like, yeah, that's what I do. What? That was insane. And Maybe it's a good thing that my feed wouldn't work and then to explain what I just had to do to get this up, I'd, because this piece wouldn't work here, that's for the new iPhone. That connects the new iPhone to the audio board. So once this piece wouldn't work, I had to go find my old iPhone, then download the program onto my old iPhone, downfall, download all of the, the uh, graphics and all that onto the old iPhone, just to get this feed up, to make this feed work, for us to be here to just say, what the hell just happened? And maybe it was good that there was some time to kind of calm down a little, because in the moment, I don't get what just happened. It was absolutely insane. And both feeds are obviously going crazy as we speak right now. And let's be honest, I don't really think the Raptors, let me rephrase this, 
Raptors not named Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and OG Ananobi. I'm not sure that they deserve to win that game, right? Mostly Kyle Lowry, but... I don't know if you can look at that game and say the Raptors, you know, played that game. Did they deserve to win? Did they not deserve to win? I don't know. Bottom line, they got the win. But I'm bringing that up because to break down what happened early on in this game, it was basically a whole lot of Kyle Lowry and nothing else. And the Raptors were in this game. They had the lead at certain points when other guys decided to finally hit shots. But at the end, they were still down. And it took one of the craziest buzzer beaters in NBA playoff history. Like, let's think about this. They subbed in Taco Fall (laughs) at the end of the game to stand in front of Kyle Lowry to just be a huge body. Kyle Lowry still is able to inbound the ball, which I don't even know. Are you allowed to jump on an inbounds pass? Is that a thing or is that a travel? I don't know. Don't really care. But here's the point. Kyle Lowry somehow gets that pass to go over the head of Taco Fall. It gets all the way across the court as far as he could possibly pass the ball in terms of distance and space left on the court. Right to OG Ananobi, who has 0.5 seconds to get the shot off. He does, and he splashes it to win the game. I don't, like, that is absolutely insane. And I saw the interview post-game. I know there's probably post-game reaction that has come out already after the game, and I haven't seen much of it because I was trying to get this feed up. But Freddie, right after the game, was like, well, that is kind of our play call. That's not the first look, right? But, (laughs) I mean, that is what the play call is. Absolutely insane. I don't know... And at this point, I'll I'll be honest, watching that game and watching how that game was trending, I'm just thinking, even if the Raptors pulled this game out, like, I don't know how much faith I have in them coming back to win the series. Because what's trending so far in terms of them not being able to stop Tatum or Kemba or anyone really, but then on the flip side, only Kyle Lowry showed up, Pascal continues to struggle. Freddie kind of got it going in the second half, but it was still kind of a shooting struggle. It's like, can they come back and win this series, even if they won this game? But after seeing that buzzer beater to win, throw everything else out the window. (laughs) If that's how that game is ending, I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of this series. Why can't they come back and win four straight games? Right? This game was absolutely insane. And, you know, normally I'll go through the game and and break down what happened from the front end to the back end and kind of go through quarter to quarter. But when the game ends that crazy, and I know the fan base is crazy because my mentions were fuego, my text messages were fuego, my phone was buzzing. Picture me trying to set up a feed off my phone and then my phone ringing. And then (laughs) I can't pick up my phone because I'm trying to get the feet. It was just insane. So I'm just going to go through comments right now because I know you guys are fired up. We all know what happened, what the theme was. Raptors couldn't really stop the Celtics. Kyle Lowry was just the only one going crazy. Kyle Lowry came out like he did in game six in Oakland, came out with a purpose saying, get on my back. I got this. But unlike the Oakland series, in terms of the NBA Finals, when there were other people who stepped up along the way, Kyle still had to carry the load for this team the majority of the way. And in fact, it took a crazy pass from Kyle Lowry to win the game. 
Kyle with 31 points on 13 of 23 shooting in this game. Also give him eight assists. Also give him eight rebounds. That is just work from your man's Kyle Lowry. And if not for Kyle, there's not really much more to break down. Siakam still was terrible in this game. I know he had some buckets late or in the fourth quarter, which we'll get to in a bit. But for the most part, it was all Kyle Lowry against the Celtics and then a crazy play at the end for the Raptors to win. And I want to hear from you guys how hype you guys were in the moment. I'm going to start on Instagram scrolling up. Do you know what? Because the reason I'm starting with the comments too is because I rep you guys for waiting around, waiting around for the podcast to be up and running. And here we are. I'm I'm in awe. Absolute awe of Kyle Lowry. 46 minutes as well in this game. OG played 45 minutes. 12 and 10 for OG, but I, I can't believe that shot he hit. It was the most gangster shit ever. Let me get to some comments though. Brittany checks in and says, tonight it was cool. <laughs> Simple. Uh, Khan says, OG saving the season. That's an easy way to put it for sure. Uh, Juha says, mad credit to Kyle for passing over a seven foot five guy. <laughs> right? Like, let's think about that. They sub in Taco Fall. My guy probably had to like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you're, you're wiping the shit out of your eyes. That was probably Taco Fall in that moment. Like what? Wait, I'm going in. Okay. And just be huge. And he wasn't big enough. <laughs> Crazy pass from Kyle. Yes. OG shot is incredible, but Kyle's pass making it to OG is also incredible. Like, just absolutely crazy, absolute craziness. Uh, DVAD says, Hail Mary pass. Yes, Kyle Lowry for the touchdown. We always joke around about Kyle Lowry for the touchdown, and maybe, just maybe, Kyle Lowry should uh, take up football because the Eagles could probably use the help. I mean, just think about it. That pass on the mark, incredible. Brandon says, Balls of steel. Agreed. A lot of whoa OGs, a lot of OG oh my's. How many people were, like, when it went in, was your initial reaction just freaking out? Because I paused for, like, a solid 10 minutes. I kind of just paused, and I was like, did that? Wait, that's good? He got it off? Was he out of bounds? Like, I made sure before I got super excited that the shot was good because I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like, you could say the Kawhi Leonard shot, obviously, he hit a four bounce over a seven-footer fading away in the corner, and it bounced four times and rolled in. That is crazy. But I'm willing to listen to the argument about this shot being almost as crazy, if not just as crazy as Kawhi's shot. Like, I can't believe that. Obviously, Kawhi's is in game seven to win a series. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. As my guy LT checks in and says, big scarf energy. Yes, you know what? That was art. <laughs> that was art. OG, I mean, he doesn't talk much, but if there's ever a time for OG to talk some shit, that would be it. Pastor Wesley says, raps in six. Damn, I mean, can't argue with that. Another comment. To win this series, Kyle might have to average 25 points per game. One thing I will say about them winning the game and, and winning the game in this way, it kind of allows them to reset, right? It's like, we're right back in it. Just win another game and hey, we're, you're in it. And reset, I mean Pascal Siakam. The Celtics 
have scouted, obviously, the Raptors, and they know what the Raptors' tendencies are, right? They know how the Raptors like to play, and they have done their best to minimize what Pascal Siakam is in, is able to do, right? That's what we've seen so far. And as we think about it, all I got to say is you got to figure out what the best way to get Pascal Siakam buckets is. And we know that that is him getting the ball in the paint. We know that. We get that. We understand that, right? And they need to just continue to get it going, continue to make moves, because that's what we need. That's what the Raptors are banking on in terms of Pascal being their guy and being the max money player that they need him to be. The key for him, clearly, it's got to be in the paint. Paint touches is how he gets things going. Paint touches is how he is successful. Paint touches is how the Raptors need to be successful to win this series. And the biggest thing about this win is because it gets them to reset. I don't think they deserve to win that game. In fact, if we really want to break it down and really think about what messed up the Celtics, maybe it was the extended run they gave to their crappy bench. Like, their bench is not good, but the Raptors were playing so trash, the Raptors' bench was playing so trash, that Brad Stevens decided, hey, I'm going to give my bench a little twirl. I'm even going to dust off Enos Cantor, give him some minutes. And after the Raptors cooked him multiple times down the floor, he subbed back out, in came Williams, and it was back to your regularly scheduled program. But what that little spurt did was it kept the Raptors close enough to have the miracle that was OG Ananobi splashing that, having that go in. Absolutely incredible. Great win for the Toronto Raptors. You take it at this point. It's been an ugly series. The Raptors, you know, they shot poorly. They're living and dying by the three, which, I mean, hey, if that's how you're going to go down, that's how you're going to go down. They lived by the three and, and won by the three, uh, the craziest of threes. But you're going to need a little bit more than that if you are, in fact, going to come back and win this series. Uh, more comments. Glow Girl Smile says, was waiting for you, Sheldon, to share this wrap it up, to share this with the wrap it up crew. I was too. Trust me. I was behind the scenes here sweating, trying to get this feed up. If you only knew what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, C Brown says, I got to say, that was the least hype I've ever been for one of the craziest finishes ever. I'm kind of with you on that vibe. I was so confused, like so confused. I didn't even get it. And the way that everyone, you know, the refs were still looking at stuff, even Matt Devlin and, you know, it's tough for them because they're not there. They're watching it off a monitor. So there's part of them that doesn't want to get too excited before the refs actually make the final call. But it was so crazy. But you know what, Seebs? Dvad maybe has the right answer here on Instagram. Says, one game at a time, no predictions from me, just one game at a time. And let's be serious. After a finish like that, I don't know what's going to happen next game. I'm not going to try to guess what's going to happen next game because I have no idea. Like, absolutely no idea what can happen. More comments. OMG, OG. The shot and the walk-off. Shout out to Kyle, too. Totally agree. James says, I got chills. I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one. I I can't wait to see what the ratings are for that game. That game has to be insanely watched by a lot of people. Uh, K2's Garnett, 
chill with the raps and six talk. I'm still worried. So am I. Right? Like, going into next game, obviously still a must win. You don't want to fall down 3-1, obviously. But not much of what happened in this game for the Raptors is still what you want to see. Like, Kyle Lowry, when Kyle Lowry is giving you 31 points, you better hope you win this game because who knows how many more times Kyle Lowry is going to be able to give you 31 points. I'm not sure. But (laughs) the hope is, I guess, that Kyle at least can maybe still give you 20 and Pascal wakes up. Pascal has more. Pascal had 16 points on 15 field goals. That's one more point than field goal attempts. That's not good. Like, people got to stop making excuses for Pascal Siakam because with the big money comes big expectations. And there's a reason that James Harden gets slandered or Giannis is getting slandered online. It's happening. And is Pascal at their level? No. But when the contract comes, when the the praise comes, when the all-star nod comes, so comes expectations. And when you don't deliver, there's no excuses to be made. You just got to play better. I always rep David Price. David Price had a sign that he would keep in his locker all the time and it would always say it would just say pitch better it's simple right no excuses pascal siakam you come into this game and i think he was what one for ten at one point from three-point land he hit one more three in this game but you're shooting that terribly from three and then you continuously just at one point to start the second half he gets two buckets in the paint cool Everyone will take that. Then my guy's next two shots are a deep three, and then long two, long two, step back two. All misses. And it's just like, you hope, you know, actually, he's going to watch the tape. McNurse going to talk to him. They're going to adjust, adjust to what the Celtics are doing and figure out how to get him in better positions to succeed. But the first thing's got to be paint touches. Watch what the Celtics were doing down the stretch. Everything was Tatum and Brown going to the basket. The Raptors were just shooting threes, other than Kyle Lowry, right? Freddie, at one point, I got to go back to the notes because I want to get this correct because the game was tied at 95. And out of a timeout, Fred missed a three. Tatum drove, found Thice for an easy dunk. Raptors' turnover led to a Jalen Brown dunk. Fred missed another three. And at that point, it's like, the Raptors, I get it. You guys shoot threes, that's great. But in crunch time, you got to go with higher percentage looks. And who was doing that for them? In crunch time, I've been asking all year, who is the guy you turn to when you need a bucket? Who is the guy you turn to when you need a play? In this game, it was Kyle Lowry. The pass was awesome. The points he had early in the game when no one else was cooking were awesome. But those back-to-back drives to the bucket late in the fourth quarter were massive absolutely massive because he was he had the right mentality unlike the rest of the raptors you can't just be settling for threes in that situation you gotta go for higher percentage shots and this isn't a knock on the raptors and even when i'm talking about pascal it's not a knock on pascal's game the nba's in this weird place right now right where all these teams are turning into three-point shooting contests and that's cool. And the math works over the course of a regular season, right? 
But when you get to the playoffs and you're playing against other teams' best players, and now you're talking about the best of the best, okay? So you're talking about the best of the best players trying to get a bucket when they need it. That's going to be going to the basket. That is a higher percentage shot than anybody shooting a three. That's just the reality of it all. That's just what it is. So if you're the Toronto Raptors and you look and you see Tatum and Brown just going to the basket, going to the basket, and turning down threes to drive back into the paint to get another easy look at the cup, Kyle Lowry had the right idea. Kyle Lowry was getting busy in all all ways more than one, whether he was getting out, getting assists, whether he was shooting threes, whether he was getting in the paint, it was incredible. More comments though. Uh, Bellamo asked, did my phone blow up? Yes, it did. And he has his hands up because he was one of the people that called me. Shouts to you, Bellamo. I'll talk to you later for sure, my dude. Uh, let's see. Smart went down, came back down to earth at least for sure. But we knew Marcus Smart, he's not going to hit five threes every game. We know that, right? He still played solid. He still played okay. And if you think about it, the Celtics were still in position to win this game. Like, you got to be, like, let's not overlook the fact that the Raptors did not play well. But with that said, their defense kept them in the game and gives you a chance to win. When you keep the game close, you give your team a chance to win. And you give a hope and a prayer and some allow a chance for some fuckery to happen. And that's exactly, yeah, you got to take it. If you're the Raptors, you just got to take that dub and you got to hope that, hey, Pascal wakes up, Fred wakes up. Freddie, I'm not even going to knock Freddie because I think he played a lot better. And even though he was only 9 of 22, 5 of 13 from 3, Freddie still got to 25 points. And I think if you're Fred Van Fleet, that's huge. That's massive if you're Fred Van Fleet because no matter what, even if your shot's struggling, you got to find a way to get to 20. That's just the math of the points per game. That's the math of the minutes being played by the Raptors, who only played really seven guys. Matt Thomas had six minutes of play there, but that's it. At the end of the day, the Raptors are super lucky to win that game, and I'm stating the obvious because it was a ridiculous shot. Cool, I get that, but I want you to understand what I'm saying in terms of the way that this game was played. The Raptors are... Even if OG hit a normal, a quote-unquote normal shot or a normal game winner, whatever you want to constitute that as, the Raptors are lucky to come away with the dub. They're lucky to be in that game. And if I'm being honest, I think that game came down to the stretch where Brad Stevens decided he was going to give his bench a, ru a run. And that was just the wrong idea. <laughs> like, Edis Cantor, he got some buckets, but he was getting abused down like every single time the Raptors are just running the pick and roll so I'm gonna get to more comments here I'll switch over to Twitter next but one thing I want you guys to pay attention to next game okay because this is a chess piece that the chess moves that's been going on so far in the series if you pay attention to what's going on in terms of the Toronto Raptors style of play right they like to run the dribble drive either get Kyle or Fred into the paint and then everything works off of that right so when they drive into the basket, either they're going to get all the way to the rim or they're going to help is going to come and someone's going to sag off and then one of your corner three guys are going to be open, whether it's Pascal, whether it's OG, that's going to be open. What the Celtics are doing, if you pay attention, with that pick and roll with their big, 
whoever's guarding Mark Gasol or Serge Ibaka, they're not even switching the screen. They're just dropping back into the paint. And what they're doing in terms of dropping back into the paint means the defenders on the wings, they don't have to sag in and help on the dribble drive penetration by the Raptors guards. Do you guys, do you understand what I'm saying here? So think about it. A normal play, Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet, Marcus All comes up, sets the screen. Kyle would go around the screen, and as he drives to the basket, whoever one of the wing defenders are would have to leave their guy from the corner three to come play help defense on Kyle to stop the penetration. Kyle would be able to pass it to OG, easy corner three, knock that down. The adjustment the Celtics have made so that you stay on your wing defenders stay at home is the big guy instead of hedging instead of switching he sags in and now his responsibility is stopping the dribble drive but also what that does is the only open pass is to surge or marcus all wide open <laughs> and they're wide open for the shot and the celtics are like cool we'll live with you guys taking that shot they're fine with it. They're not even running back out to really contest those shots. They're saying, we are leaving Serge and Marcus All wide open to hit that shot. And if we lose because those guys are hitting that wide open three, cool. That's the adjustment the Celtics are making on defense. And that's why you're seeing the Raptors offense sputtering like that. And you might think, hey, you got to keep shooting so that they respect your shot. But no, <laughs> you're open by design. They'd rather have you shoot that three, Mark Gasol or Serge Ibaka at the top of the key than have OG in the corner shooting that or Pascal in the corner shooting that, right? That's just what the Celtics are doing defensively. So at some point, Nick Nurse is going to make the adjustment. You know he is, right? There's going to be an adjustment made to counter that play, right? Maybe you're going to have the pick and roll instead of at the top of the key, maybe a little co closer to the wing on one of the sides. But bottom line is, you know Nick Nurse is going to come with the adjustments because at this point, Brad Stevens, he's got his boys more ready than the Raptors are ready to play this game. The Raptors haven't made the adjustment yet. Mark, Mark Gasol in this game, 0 for 3, and Jack kept mentioning it during the game. He has yet to hit a 3 against the Celtics this season. Mark was 0 for 3. Serge was 0 for 3 as well from 3-point land. Mark, though, overall, 5 of 9, 10 points. And I tweeted this out during the game, and this is kind of, you know, I might tweet things out and then try to elaborate on it in the pod, but that's why the pick and roll is the play, not the pick and pop. And you might want to give Chris Boucher a little bit of a whirl if you're saying, if you want that defender, right? That defender to have to now make a choice, whether you're guarding Kyle or you're guarding Marc Gasol. And you saw it a couple times where Kyle drove, Gasol rolled to the basket, and Kyle did a great job of feeding him. You might need to see more of that with the Kyle and, and Serge. We know they have their chemistry running that pick and roll as well. But you need to see more rolling to the basket instead of the pick and pop. The pick and pop is falling right into what the Celtics want you to do. Those guys are open by design. And the Raptors keep falling into that trap. They'll let you sit out there and shoot the threes. They'll let you do that. And the Raptors are living and dying by the threes. And let's be honest, for two games and 47 minutes <laughs> and 59 seconds, <laughs> the Raptors were dying by the three in this series. But then with that last second three, they won. 
It's a microcosm of the entire series so far. The Raptors living and dying by the three, and they just got the craziest three ever to go in, and that was the game. But let me know, does that break down what I was just talking about in terms of the pick and roll? Does that make sense to you guys? Let me know what you guys think, if it makes sense, or, you know, we could talk about it some more. I'll try to explain some more, but let me know what you guys think. Uh, let's get to some comments, though, on Twitter. Raptors Homer says again, technically, Pascal's max contract kicks in next season. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Fair enough. So does that mean we should wait for his max play to kick in next season, too? Okay. Fair enough. Uh. For me, Shell, this game is momentum shift nonetheless. I mean, I hope Kyle still has something left in the tank two days from now, right? Because clearly they need Kyle Lowry to set the tone because he's the one that will drive to the basket with just a purpose of trying to score. And again, notice the difference of Kyle Lowry driving to the basket to score as opposed to Kyle Lowry driving to the basket to try to get fouled. That's a major difference as well. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, I got so hype when Gasol gets a dunk. It's true. Mark Gasol, I mean, rolling to the basket again. And I only mention Boucher because he's better at rolling to the basket if that's going to be the adjustment than Mark Gasol is, right? Mark Gasol can do it, but I'm just talking about a consistent counter to what the Celtics are doing here on defense. My guy, uh, Mark McDonald says, Rate OG, bun iPhone, my reacts with brother-in-law was a running, jumping hug. <laughs> right? Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, someone says, oh, wow. I can't even, Tom says, no way we win this series, play Davis more. Well, that's a great attitude to have. <laughs> like, how could you, like, here's the thing. I'm not very confident about the Raptors coming back and winning this series. I'm not. But after watching that game, who the hell am I to say that I know what's going to happen next? Absolutely no idea. No idea. How do the Celtics react to that? You're 0.5 seconds away from going up 3-0 in the series, and then one of the craziest shots ever. Like, there's nothing more they could have done. Maybe Taco could have jumped a little higher. I don't know. But, insane. More comments. OG has clearly been putting in work during the quarantine. Pascal said he didn't even touch a ball for half a year. Listen, I've been bringing this up and talking about this a lot. And I preface it by saying we're in a global pandemic. Okay. So I'm not going to knock anybody for how they've handled themselves and what they've done with their time during a global pandemic. Not going to knock it. But Pascal Siakam, the clip is there. You can find it online. It's not hidden anywhere. Pascal Siakam, in one of the first like media availabilities when they came back, said he went a long stretch where he didn't even touch a ball. He said that. That's out of his mouth. So when we watch what's going on now, you some might think, kind of makes sense what we're seeing. And then when you look at Jason Tatum, you look at Luka, you look at Donovan Mitchell, you look at Jamal Murray, there are some dudes that you can tell were in the lab. And I keep bigging up the Kenny Smith point because it's so true. We think that we're watching the 2019-2020 Jason Tatum, but really, we're watching the 2020-2021 Jason Tatum, next season's Jason Tatum, because he just had a full offseason where clearly he's been in the lab. Luka just had an offseason, quote-unquote, 
where he's clearly been in the lab. So Pascal is playing bad now, and that's it. It's okay for us to admit that because these are the facts. We don't need to sit here and make excuses and say, oh, well, maybe he is a max guy and he's super young. And like, we don't need to make excuses. The point of the matter is, so far, three games into the series, Pascal Siakam has been MIA. He had a better second half. He had a better spurt in late in this game where he started to come on and do something. But overall, we came into this series and there's been the comparison all the time about Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam and who's who. But I like to remind Raptors fans when we think of these things, right? And we talk about who's young and who's old and Pascal's first year being the man. Pascal's 26 years old. Just a reminder, Jason Tatum's 22 years old. That's just a friendly reminder in terms of how we talk about these things sometimes in terms of who's young, who's not, who's just coming into their own and all these things. So credit to Pascal for where he is. We know he and Rico are always in the lab in the offseason working hard and, and improving on his game. And I'm sure he's going to get back in the lab in the offseason and come back next year and be more improved than the Pascal Siakam we've seen so far since they returned to the bubble. But that doesn't mean the facts aren't the facts. And the facts are, he's playing terribly in the playoffs. Since they returned to the bubble, he hasn't played well. And Nick Nurse can blame the refs. Nick Nurse can say whatever. And shouts to Nick Nurse for doing that, by the way, because you're taking the pressure off of Siakam. By coming out and blaming the refs and, and making this uh, making another issue, you're covering for Siakam. When Nick Nurse was coming out at the start of the return to play and he was saying, why do people keep asking me about Siakam? Stop asking me about Siakam. I'm not worried. He's saying that to cover for his guy. Now, might part of what he'd be saying he actually believes and he thinks is true? Maybe. But a lot of it is also still him covering for his guy and shouts to Nick Nurse for doing that. It's massive. Let me get to some more comments, though. Uh, a lot of people asking for more Chris Boucher moments. Everyone's saying, what a fluke, Raptors win. More comments, though. Let me switch this up, and let me get to more uh, people on Twitter here. Uh, we appreciate the effort for us. Yo, there is no way I was sitting here at one point, like, playing with cords, plugging cords in and out, being like, is this going to work? Like, what is the alternative here? If I can't plug sound into the board... I don't know if I can make this work. Oh, the other part I left out, you notice there's a TV behind me. That was also my day. Rush to get the TV up in time to watch the game. If you remember the last podcast, I was sitting in front of like just a wall because my TV broke. <laughs> like So there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. But the reason why we do this, the reason why we're here gathered all the time is because for moments like this, this is so much fun being able to share crazy Raptors moments with you guys, diehard Raptors fans. It's just absolutely incredible. It's so much fun. And I don't even know what, what is going to happen next. Did the Raptors deserve to win that game? Probably not. Have I, other than the four bounce, have I ever seen a crazier shot to win a game than that? Probably not. Did you watch basketball last night, by the way, and see those two crazy finishes, the Milwaukee-Miami Heat game, and then followed up after that, the Rockets and Thunder? Those were two crazy games. And then the NBA follows that up with this madness? <laughs> like, man, I don't know. I don't know. 
More comments though. Clutch OG would be key going forward. Raps in six. I yo, I love the energy. I love that the fan base is back in on it. I love that it's not a sweep. You don't want to get swept ever. So I love that. Uh, more comments. Definitely a top five game winning shot for the Raps. Where do you think it ranks? Number two after Kawhi? Yeah, I mean, it's in the playoffs, right? So automatically, like, that's a shot at the buzzer. The only place it goes after is after Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, more comments. This from Twitter. Raptors, true definition of champions. <laughs> Logan's asking, was anyone else crying? LOL? Question mark. <laughs> Honestly, I was crying because my equipment wouldn't work. <laughs> And I couldn't get on the air, but maybe actually gave me time to calm down. Uh, someone says, if I don't get a, your notification within 10 minutes for the podcast, I feel sad. I'm sorry. I will do my best to be up and running. And you know what the funny part is? Something just told me to double check the audio before I hit play. And if I didn't do that, I would have been up streaming and you guys wouldn't be able to hear me. So, like, it, it was really messed up how that all went down. But either way, it was really messed up how this Raptors game went down, but they come up with an with a W in the craziest of ways. Kyle Lowry just solidifying his legacy as the Raptor GOAT with just one of the craziest performances because one of the things we were asking for last game was someone for the Toronto Raptors needed to step up grab this team, put the team on their back and say, hey, we're not going to lose. And it's Kyle Lowry. Yes, OG Ananobi hits a crazy shot. It's absolutely incredible. We will remember that shot forever. But the pass from Kyle Lowry, guys, the pass, equally insane. Kyle Lowry saying, hey, I'm stepping up and I'm saying, you guys can't stop me. What more do you want from Kyle Lowry? Right? Are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained? Sorry to the YouTube people. I know the YouTube people are probably mad. Aaron says, was wondering where you were at. My bad, guys. Andrew says, Celtics are trash. We will win the series now. <laughs> yeah. Simply Fact says, yep. We're taking the series. I love that the fan base is back hype. I like that. It, it puts me in a happy mood as well when the fan base is, is, is hype and energetic. And how could you not be after a game like that? Andrew says, I turned off the TV after the Thice dunk. I thought they lost. Don't ever do that. You don't want to be the Miami Heat fans. Remember the Heat fans that left and missed the Ray Allen shot and were trying to like run back into the building? I know that's different because you're at home. But don't be that fan. Watch to the end. Watch to the end. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, let's see. CC said brought back some moments from the Kawhi's game winner. I'm, yeah. The Kawhi game winner, because it was a four bounce, because like everything about that, like my reaction to that was so different than my reaction to this. Honestly, when OG hit the shot, I was in disbelief. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I was in disbelief. That was the thing that got me in that one. More comments. Uh, Jalen Brown looked like his hand was an inch away from blocking that shot, which is also kind of incredible if you think about it. The fact that Jalen Brown, like if he did almost block that, that would have been insane. Absolutely insane. 
Uh, more comments. The look on all their faces was priceless. Agreed. Uh, Powell. Someone. So CC says Powell played great in limited minutes. I disagree. I don't think he did at all. They need more from Norm Powell. He had he hit a big crazy three, but he had picked up a bunch of dumb fouls. He wasn't Norm wasn't doing well at all. I didn't like Norm's game. Didn't think it was good at all. But that's just me. Uh, let me keep scrolling through here. So many people on YouTube. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. And here's the thing, right? With this new setup, when we do have it up and running, you can go on YouTube or Facebook and just stream that right to your TV. Get that on your TV and watch the podcast as is. Comment live. Do all that fun stuff. Multiple ways to take us in here. Uh, Wayne says, Raps can't let the Celts go up 3-1 or it's too tough against their defense. Agreed. Uh, Hussein Kamal says, that was my third favorite Raptors game ever. OG is dope. I mean, the OG fans, the OG stands, let's say. I mean, great night for them. The OG believers, great night for them. OG has probably been the most consistent Raptor in this series. Right? Kyle Lowry, it's OG and Kyle, have been the most consistent and best Raptors in this series. I mean, OG, it's just great. Absolutely great. Uh, more comments, though. Joseph says... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, Raps built to pull a buck sweep. <laughs> Daniel says, Celtics will be laser-focused and locked in game four. Typical Raptor fan delusion. I wonder if Daniel is a Celtics fan. That's okay. We welcome any and all fans. We Hey, this is a Raptors podcast, but we're here to listen to any and all conversations. So, hey, no problem. Uh, let's see here. Celtics were lucky to win in game two with the five threes. That's more lucky than OG's threes. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, Marcus Smart hitting five threes is absolutely insane. But Marcus Smart hitting five threes in comparison to Kyle Lowry making a pass over Taco Fall all the way across the court to OG Ananobi to get a shot off with .5 seconds left over Jalen Brown to win. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yes, this game was absolutely insane. Thank you guys for tuning in. I, I tried to read as many comments as possible. No, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to read some more comments. John Doe says, uh, no, here's one. The Celtics players looked broken after that, really dejected. We may have broken them, need to capitalize on Saturday and further demoralize them. Wow. Uh, great call here from page one. Kemba's past, though. And yeah, on this podcast, normally, I'll go through and break down more of what happened. And if not for just the crazy shot hit by OG, OG Ananobi, like, everything just changes. Everything changes. It's not for that play by OG, or by uh, Kemba. So OG hits a crazy shot, but you forget now, before that, Kemba Walker, that play that Kemba makes to what we thought was ice the game, was absolutely incredible. Kemba took the double team, blew past two Raptors, then did a no-look dump off to Thice for the dunk. That was insane. I mean, I was dejected after that. Like, I was just like, all right, this series is done, sweep city. 
I thought it was over. I didn't think there was a chance that the Raptors had of making that final shot. Didn't think there was a chance. Not a chance at all. So, hey, if you're the Celtics, the key is going to be how both teams react to what just happened. Do the Celtics say, hey, we were in control of that game. We lost on a crazy play at the end. But overall, we've still been in control of this entire series. Let's get back to business and put them away. Or do the Raptors use this opportunity to snap out of whatever funk they're in and hopefully get better production from Pascal Siakam? Because that's going to be the key. You're three games into the series now, and Pascal Siakam has put up 16 points. Right? Look at what Pascal's done in this series. 16 points, 17 points, 13 points. That can't happen. It just can't. So hopefully that changes. Raptors win. Raptors win. Raptors win. One of the craziest Raptors wins in franchise history. And let me just see here because I'm sure it must have happened. OG. I want to know what OG was saying after the game. Before we wrap up here, do we get some comments? Uh, Nick Nurse says, you say to me, why is Kyle taking it out? I say because he's got some guts, man. You got to make gutsy plays every now and then. That was a gutsy play. Kyle says, it's all about OG. Give OG his, his flowers tonight, man. Give him his flowers tonight. Seriously, everybody just give OG his flowers. More Kyle on OG. He deserves all the love and celebration he's getting tonight. That kid works extremely hard. It's his moment. Let him live in it. Then I'll ruin it tomorrow when we're watching film and tell him what he messed up on. <laughs> That's Kyle Lowry. Shouts to the OG. OG says, here's OG's response. When I shot it, I expected to make it. I don't shoot trying to miss. I wasn't going to act surprised because I wasn't surprised. Close quote. <laughs> that is a perfect way to end this podcast. OG Ananobi for the win. Thank you guys for tuning into this to wrap it up podcast. Again, the Toronto Raptors are winners 104 to 103. As they now at least get on the board in this series, as the Celtics still lead two to one, but the Raptors are definitely back in it. OG with the crazy game winner to cap a solid 12 point, 10 rebound night, but Kyle Lowry leading the way for the Toronto Raptors, putting the team on his back carrying the team through this entire game when nobody else was scoring. 31 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds for Kyle Lowry in this game. Whereas on the Celtics side, Jason Tatum struggled in this game. 15 points on 5 of 18 shooting. Kemba, 29 points on 5 of 15 shooting. That's where the offense came from for the Celtics. It was Kemba and Jalen Brown. They were doing it. They were leading the way. Marcus Smart, He's still getting his threes. He attempted nine threes in this game, which I don't think the Celtics want that to happen. But when you have back-to-back -back games of five threes, you're going to let that slide. Only two of nine for Marcus Smart as he came back down to earth a bit. Brad Stevens might want to rethink how he uses his bench because <laughs> that probably really costs them. And the Raptors might hope to get something from their bench at some point as they only scored 10 points off their bench. Norman Powell with eight, Serge with two. Off game for Serge in this one. Expect adjustments going forward from the Raps. And if you missed the part where we were talking about that, go back to the beginning of the pod. We went through and broke that all down. But thank you guys for tuning in. 
Huge shouts to the people who waited it out and joined the podcast, whether it was live and you were watching it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Really appreciate all the comments and questions. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me because here's the thing. After crazy games like that, that's what makes doing this podcast worth it. Getting to share in the love with the Raptors diehard fans. You guys deserve to celebrate this. You guys have watched this team for how many years and and enjoyed it, enjoyed the run, but you guys are still here. This is why we do it. Not for the bandwagoners. Bandwagoners are welcome, cool, but the diehards who are still here cheering on the Raps even through the blowout wins against the Nets, right? Here we are. This is what the playoffs are all about. And thank you guys for tuning in. And in case you ever miss the pod, know we got you covered on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. Like and subscribe to the pod on YouTube as well. Tell all your friends this is the Wrap It Up podcast. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.